0: Okay, so since I didn't get an answer on what is recommended as my next podcast, I've realized these things. I mean, I know I'm a storyteller. That's clearly what I do. I think that anyone who podcasts or, you know, streams or any of that, I mean, they can be different variations. Maybe they're just dramatic or reactionary. But the good ones, I believe, and yes, I don't care if I step on your toes, are storytellers. And that's what I am. I have been since I was a child. But a storyteller can create something that's completely fiction, I think. That's not the kind of storytelling I do, though. See, all of my stories are mostly based on fact. Because I feel feel like unless you experience something you're just kind of grasping at air and i've read stories i've read books that people try and just create something out of nothing like if you unless you've felt something in the moment you're not going to be good at telling the story i mean you can you can do all the research you want but until you've gone through something you really don't have any clue how to accurately describe it. So all of my stories are based on truth. And I said, I mean, my, my, my podcast is called Story of a Girl. And I have had a very interesting life. But starting from the beginning is boring. That's what I've realized, because I've heard a lot of people's stories. No one wants to hear about when you're a kid No one wants to hear about these little things. I mean, you can throw them in, like, pepper them in, like, okay, this is why. But nobody wants to hear about a kid's story. They want to hear about really things people go through, something fascinating, something attention-catching. And nobody reads anymore. I mean, some people do, like me, but not many people read anymore. And honestly, I don't love reading just because at this young age, I'm not that old, but still, you know, it just, it hurts your eyes. It's much easier to just listen, unless your hearing's going, in which case I'm sorry, but you're probably not listening to podcasts, those things. So some of what I do is definitely comedy, and some of what I do is storytelling, and so I feel like I'm leaning towards storytelling today, and I know there's always a big intro, but you know what? You listen to intro music on every show you watch, so fast forward. Or something or don't listen i don't really care most of the time people who listen to podcasts i think because i've traveled across country multiple times you know they're on a long road trip like it takes some time it's like i mean i listened to the radio when i was traveling across country and it was during the election and that was boring as can be so i feel like this is better So today's story of the history of this girl shall be the decision to travel across the country, because I feel like that one's something not everyone has done. So I've done quite a few interesting things in my life, like run away from home, Hiking the Appalachian Trail, volunteering in Guatemala. Those will all be stories later. This one is specifically about the decision to go from the East Coast to the West Coast with the person I used to be engaged to. He's still out there. This is not going to be an extremely detailed story. And it might be multiple parts. And by multiple parts, I mean it might stop and you might not hear anything else for a while because clearly I'm not very good at this. Well, I'm good at this part, but I'm not good at cohesive stories. So you're just going to get a smattering of different stories throughout time, but I won't bore you with the childhood ones. I'll interest you with the ones that are actually something you'd want to hear, I believe. And if you don't, again... Just click stop. So actually my Catholic school one was good. I'm just sidebarring that real quick. It was a few years ago and I always did everything that my ex wanted. You know, any dream he had, I was like, okay, how can we make this happen? And I was the one that graduated from college and I was the one that worked most of the time. Um, he worked sometimes, but we had decided to travel across the country. Um, his brother was out there and I still care very much for his brother and sister-in-law. They're now in a different country, which is lovely. And I hope to visit them at some point. Yes, we still get along, even though I don't talk to my ex, but we were just trying to figure out how to go about it. Like, do you get a Winnebago? you just go in a car? Mind you, we had cats at the time. And yes, multiple. You know, so we had to figure out, okay, how are we going to make this trip work? And we only had Zippy, my little Hyundai accent. And we knew that we had to either, like, get a truck and a trailer. Because we had to live in something. And we had to have somewhere, like, we could stop and experience the travel. So we went to all of these conferences or whatever, um, these expos on, you know, trailers and, like, traveling, and we ended up deciding, okay, we're going to get a truck and a travel trailer, and we've saved up enough money, you know, we'll find them within our budget, we'll save this money because we knew it was going to be expensive for the gas, and we'll keep Zippy, we'll put the cats with me in Zippy, and he would drive the trailer, with the truck, it's a twenty-six foot trailer, Springdale, and truck was Gus. Loved Gus. We got Gus for a very good price because he was stock, which meant you had to roll down the windows manually. But he was brand new; had like no mileage on him. So, and he was a, a Ford fifteen hundred, or sorry, a Ram fifteen hundred. It was after like Dodge had switched from Dodge to just Ram. Not that that matters. I'm a car person. Whatever. Um, so we both learned how to drive just in case and decided to go on this truck where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. We've gone up to Pennsylvania because that's the main place to go if you want travel trailers or expos or anything about it. And we learned about this thing called work camper. Now there's only three routes to go across the United States, east to west, west to east. I imagine it's not different. the other. No, it's not, because I looked it up. I've done it. Um, you can go south. You can go middle. You can go north. Just like hiking the Appalachian Trail, you don't want to go north at certain times of the year. And we left at a similar time as when we were hiking the trail, which means we had to go south. So we decided to go south route. And mind you, that is a, I mean, it's a very long trip regardless. Um, I think it was a total of 3,600 miles to get to where we needed to. But we didn't necessarily know where we wanted to go. And we also didn't take the most direct route. Like we could have taken a more direct route and made it less. But instead we decided to have the experience because like I said, you know, I, I was working remotely. I didn't say that, but I was, I was working remotely as a defense contractor and, as long as we get wi-fi I was you know putting in my 40 hours a week but even if I wasn't like I was making sure I got my assignments done even if it was on weekends so I was always putting in my hours so we had a solid income we had some savings we had bought the trailer we bought the truck the car we already owned by we I mean me and I mean, I guess my part kind of sucked because I had the cats with me in the car, and that's really not fun. I don't know if you've ever had to travel with multiple cats in a tiny car, but you get scraped a lot. But that's what we did, and we stopped in a few places. We got the pass to get all of the um, national parks across the United States so that we could stay there so it'd be cheaper. I guess that was me, too. Before this, I couponed. That's how we saved so much money. I know. I did a lot of work. And we drove down the East Coast. We stopped to see my mom in South Carolina, my sister in Florida. Then we decided to go across, and it was by that time it was like Christmas. So we're just like, we should probably stop. As I said, we had been engaged, and he proposed to me on New Year's Eve. And so we wanted to stop for Christmas and you know, to celebrate that kind of, I think, I don't know. We just needed a break. So we stopped in this place called Elmendorf, Texas, which is right outside San Antonio. After we'd stopped at a few other parks, like I said, I'm not gonna make this long and boring. I could tell you the details of all of these, but I'm not going to. San Antonio is a really cool town, mainly for these reasons. It has a river walk, you can drink beer on it. And for whatever reason, the princess of the Netherlands was there. I know, you probably won't get that experience. Oh, there's a fourth reason, actually. Because there's this wonderful store called H-E-B. It's a grocery store, in case you don't live in Texas. And they actually make fresh-made tortillas, which are the best things ever. I do those too, but theirs were better. Again, side note. We stayed there. It's warm. Got a cowgirl hat. Have a picture I'll put with this maybe where I played mini golf. We did some hiking. Spent the holidays. And then during that time, we were able to arrange this whole job situation. Because that's what we were looking for. We wanted a place to like go. And we knew that it was going to be somewhere on the West Coast. And so that's how we ended up in this little town called Parkfield. Parkfield's population is 18. I guess it was technically 20 temporarily and now it might be 19 unless someone died. Park Field is on the San Andreas Fault. It exists on somewhere between 23 and 26,000 acres of land. I've heard different things from different people. It's owned by the Varian's, it's called the V6 Ranch. And it was an interesting experience. I lived out there for a while and he is still currently there. As a, I think his job title is probably cowboy. Um, I'd say cowgirl is an underst- an overstatement of what I was. I didn't really like riding horses. I did like roping. That was fun. Um, yes, I can rope and I can ride. I'd prefer not do the latter. At the same time, uh, we had some TV crews come out from the Travel Channel and from Visit California. We had this, like apparently, a, a Olympic skier, Johnny Mosley, come out And the variants were out of town, so they're just like, can you cook for us? Now, the things to know about the V6 ranch are this. Like I said, town of 18. The closest town, like real town, is an hour away. In addition to that, there's only so many things in the town of V6. Because apparently a bunch of horses actually drug all of the buildings to where they are now. I didn't inquire as to why but it's it's a hotel and they call it a cafe I'm not sure why they call it a cafe like I'd imagine a cafe I mean things on the East Coast and West Coast are different to be something that sells mostly coffee oh we sold burgers because v6 ranch is a grass-fed cattle ranch that's what they do you know Fortunately, a lot of people in California have money and time and they just want to come out and ride horses. So what they do is they bring those people out and they get them to do the work that normally they'd have to pay people to do. But instead they get paid for it. So again, genius business idea. Then they get people like myself and my ex to come out. Oh, bug. Oh, it's another elder bug. Sorry. Is it an elder bug? Nope. I don't know what that is. Okay, I just got really distracted. My bad. That was was a horrible direction to go on a podcast. Um, I just wanted to make sure the thing is not a stinging or biting type bug. Either way, we're going to go back to the California situation. So... Forgot exactly where I was, but yes, they were very good at monetizing the land that they had. Because, I mean, you're very lucky when you inherit twenty-three to 26,000 acres of land, a whole bunch of horses, and you have this stake of claim on the land because you came to an agreement with everyone around you that you would never sell it or go near the other persons. That is a thing that they do. So we get out there, and mind two... Central California in summer is like 115 degrees. You know, that's just a side note too because we lived in a trailer. It was very hot and trailers don't have the best air conditioning. So we had like 150 square feet with cats and two people. Um, we worked at the cafe. I worked in my contracting job online and then we took care of the pool which was the worst part of the job. As time went on, as I said, we stayed out there quite some time. I mean, I I think he's been out there quite a while now because I left in 2018. Um, we'd go on rides, hikes. We kind of became part of the family. Uh, when the TV's crew, TV crews came out, I cooked for them. And we had Irish people come often. They came because... One of their daughters was in school in Ireland for music. And I know it's kind of a ridiculous degree to get, right? But the other Irish people I met were in school for not just music, but sometimes to learn Gaelic. Again, that's like studying Latin kind of. But I wanted to go into archaeology, so neither here nor there. Either way, the first time they came, there was two that came. And yes, I know I'm saying, like, this generalization about Irish people. But, you know, I didn't know anything about Ireland. I've never been there. I've never been to Europe. The accents are very different. Like, some are kind of... I guess it's like southern and northern accents. But, again, neither here nor there. You know, they'd they'd play their music and stuff. And... I learned these things that the irish are still stuck in the 90s they enjoy the simpsons and they don't know how to drive the next year an additional one came and then a few months later an additional like crew of them came and we were just overrun by the irish and they're very very bad at working in the cafe i mean mind you they're they're they were a bit younger than we were i mean but still old enough to know how to work. So you'd never know if they'd show up or not. This leads me back to the Johnny Mosley story. He seemed to be a nice guy. Um, His crew was okay. Some of them were a little bit odd. And they were doing a Visit California video, so I had to cook for them which meant I had to get up really early because I had to start really early, which meant I had to go get the groceries the night before, you had to drive an hour into town, come back, get up early. And so I was like, hey, Irish girls, will you please cook with me? We need to make breakfast for like 20 people. And they're like, yes, we will be there. And then they were not. And so I had to cook breakfast for all those people. And so I'm rushing around the kitchen like, oh, my goodness where are these people? Like, I don't I don't even know how to use most of these things to cook because I'm not usually a cook. I'm a server. I managed to pull it off, sort of. I think the guys were kind of hungry. It was okay because I was able to prepare sandwiches. And also, I made a fair bit of money. And I didn't have to give the girls as much as they originally asked for. I know this has gone in very different directions. But that was the beginning of my experience. Not even. That's a quick and dirty experience. Not even dirty. It was dirty. There's a lot of boots and, and dirt. That's what my, my recent sort of rap, kind of C rap song was about. Um, yeah. So this was a podcast. Congratulations if you finished it, because I probably wouldn't have finished listening.